Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and today kicks off our month of health. One of the main reasons that I started this show 10 years ago was a real burning desire to just really educate people on alternative ways to heal and also be whole. Back then, I myself was seeking and searching for a better way to health and wellness, and I was shocked to learn that we actually have the power to heal our own bodies without the drugs and prescriptions. I myself had been diagnosed with ovarian cancer and was told to get my affairs in order. And this was pretty devastating because there was no alternative, or at least that's what I was led to believe. But lo and behold, you can heal through all natural processes. And it doesn't require drugs, despite what the healthcare system tells you. So I first learned of this concept when I read Healing the Hopeless, the autobiography by Dr. Max Gerson of Gerson Therapy. This was my introduction into the world of functional medicine. Today, I have on functional medicine doctor Jill Carnahan. Functional medicine approaches our health and well being in a much different way than the allopathic system does. And I want to thank Dr. Carnahan for taking the time to provide us today with this very valuable information. She literally squeezed this interview in, in between seeing patients, and she gave me 20 minutes of her time. So rather than the typical podcast, which is, you know, 45 to 50 minutes, which is what I normally have, today's show is very succinct and it's rapid fire style to get you exactly what you need to know. And I just want to pat ourselves on the back. We had originally planned on having 30 minutes and we ended up getting it cut down to 20. So together, she and I blasted through all of my burning questions, got you some killer advice, and we had two minutes to spare. Hot damn, that my friends is teamwork. So you can just thank both of us for this interview today. All right, let's take a step back and do some housekeeping. If you're not on the newsletter, hurry up and sign up. You can just go over to the website and uh, sign up for that. I'm encouraging you to do that because next week I've got a fantastic article that's going out. Uh, A lot of people, you know, email me. uh, They hear me say, cultivate your chi, cultivate your chi. And it's like, okay, great. How the hell do I do that? So what I've done is I've actually recorded a podcast that's going to go out at the end of this month that is called 13 Ways to Cultivate Your Chi. It's actually my little ode to moms because moms work so hard. But next week's newsletter 
is a preview of the top five from that 13 of the top five ways that you can immediately start shifting your chi. And this is invaluable information to start preparing yourself for the new earth. Many mystics, sages, and healers have been talking about this era for a very long time. I first started to hear about this when I was in college, when I studied Dolores Cannon's work. This new energy is elevating us into what's called the new earth. It's not a physical thing. It's not a physical place that we're going. It's an energetic place that we're going. It's why I go on and on and on about staying in those above the cross emotions. You have to cultivate your chi daily to stay in those above the cross emotions. By doing this, you elevate your chi and attract that higher vibration. And it's been said that the Mayans didn't actually go extinct. They elevated their vibration to the next dimension. What? Pretty cool, right? (laughs) So start paying attention. This year is especially poignant. This is like critical mass year. Many, many people are starting to wake up and they're doing things that they may never have done before, or they are starting to eliminate things that no longer serve them. Like they're just done with it. And you may be doing that yourself and not know why. And it's funny, Deborah and I and and the Gates team, we were uh, doing a a pretty big install on Monday and uh, we were done and I stayed back for a couple of minutes to talk to the client and the Gates team left and I was sitting around the pool with my client and I was telling her about this and telling her about the new earth and, you know, to pay attention to her daughter. Her daughter's going through a hard time. And I was out there uh, earlier that morning doing several feng shui adjustments and ceremonies to help her daughter at school. And I was telling her that, you know, a lot of the kids that are coming in now, they don't have karma and they're here to help us elevate. And they're the ones that are really helping us get to this higher vibration And I could tell she was getting a little uncomfortable because the pool lady was there. The pool lady was going around the pool and, you know, cleaning and cleaning. And I could tell that my client was kind of raising an eyebrow like, hmm, I wonder if we shouldn't be talking about this in front of the pool lady. (laughs) I'm at the point in my life, I don't give a shit. I'll go there. I love to talk woo. And I think everybody should wake up and start talking about it because it matters and at this point you don't have a choice (laughs) we're all going on the train whether you got a ticket or not so funny enough uh about 10-15 minutes into the conversation the pool lady uh turned to us and said you know it's really funny that y'all are talking about this because i started to experience that two years ago and it's so refreshing to hear others talking about it. Uh, boom. <laughs> so that's why those of you who are listening to this show and uh, are open to the woo and all of this weird stuff that we talk about over here on this show, start talking about it. It's it's time. It's really a good time to help other people wake up and, and know that they have a place to go, a place to talk about it. I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about energy and feng shui and uh, alternative ways, which are not alternative. These are things that we've been doing for millennia. It's just new to us. So 
Anyways, the other thing is, is that it's the other reason why I've put together a mini course for this month. It's how to remove negative energy from your home. So it's something that you want to do simultaneously when you're cultivating your own chi. If you're elevating yourself and you've got, you know, six stagnant chi in your home, it's going to bring you down. So it's a good idea to do it simultaneously. You want to do ceremonies and uh, energy clearings within your home while you're simultaneously cultivating your chi too. Makes sense, right? Alrighty, today you're going to learn about what functional medicine is, how it's different than Western medicine, the benefits, and the seven things that you should stop eating today for the next 30 days to rapidly change your health. Oh my God, I can't wait. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is Amanda Gates, and I'd like to welcome Dr. Jill Carnahan to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Amanda. Great to be here. I'm excited to have you on. Um, I'm, you know, I want to dive in here because we're crunched for time, and I want to let the audience know you are a functional medicine doctor, so just give us some education as to what exactly that means. Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm a medical doctor, um, but I have a, a, I always say I have more of the heart of a naturopath as far as how we do things. Functional medicine is really just getting to the root cause. And so in conventional medicine, we're trained to diagnose and give labels to different diseases or sets of symptoms, which can be extremely helpful, kind of like a roadmap. But with conventional medicine, we don't have a ton of training on how to go to the root cause and actually change mechanisms and physiology. And functional medicine is kind of, I always think it just adds on to my toolbox. So I have a great, you know, uh, conventional education in how to diagnose and, uh, and treat illness as far as drugs and surgery. But with functional medicine, we go deeper and we try to get to the root cause and actually change the pathways and cha change the function and actually reverse disease. So as a functional doctor, your goal is really to understand very much like TCM or traditional Chinese yes. medicine. Um, you're really trying to understand the origin, the reason, the why that someone is experiencing an illness. And um, I think that our allopathic system is very much about just treating, well, it's almost like just maintaining a chronic disease. So what are typical root causes that you see in your practice of chronic disease? Oh, that's a great insightful question because really there's not that many things at the root. And I, um, when I'm teaching other doctors, one of the things I often say is functional medicine is really simple. One of the root things is either infection or toxin. <clears throat> and you can almost go that simple as far as the, the multitude of causes because usually a toxic exposure or a toxic environmental load or an infectious burden from the inside out. So it's kind of like external or internal is issues. And um, even the foods that we eat could be toxins. And all of these things add up to cause a toxic burden. And if that weakens the immune system, then old infections will tend to pop up and create problems as well. So toxins and infections tend to be the biggest contributors. And then underlying processes might be autoimmunity, where the body attacks itself, or inflammation, where the body inflammatory pathways go awry. Um, but most of the time, these are caused by toxins or infections. Interesting. So I noticed that on your website, you talk about the prevention of such said toxins and, and you've mentioned things like EMF, which I've talked about on the show, uh, water and the purity of our water and food. 
what are some things that people can do today to maybe start dipping their toe into those three things to start eliminating those toxins and, and have a better overall health and well-being in their life? Yeah. So, you know, people think, uh, at least if you really read and learn about it, we're swimming in toxic soup. And so there's so many chemicals that we put on our bodies, our hair and makeup and bath and beauty products that we clean our houses with and that are in our environment, in our water supply, in our food supply. It can be really overwhelming. But I like to keep it simple because the takeaways, the simplicity actually makes it more doable. If we get overwhelmed, we just pause and we freeze and we can't do anything at all. So some of the simple things that I always say are clean air, clean water, clean food. So clean air would just be making sure that you have an air filter in your home or workplace. About 80% of our toxic exposure is through the air quality. And so many times we don't even know it. It's invisible. There's VOCs or volatile organic solvents. There is all kinds of things that are affecting our air quality. And we get those toxins through the air that we breathe right into our lungs, into our bloodstream. So clean air, clean water, just making sure you have filtered clean water uh, for the majority of what you drink, if, if possible. Even um, house systems can be effective because things like showering in water that's not clean or taking a hot bath in water that's not clean are other ways for we uh, ways that we get exposure and then finally clean uh, food is really critical and people uh, don't always realize that unless you're really deliberately buying organic um, or fresh from the farmer you know who doesn't spray with a lot of pesticides you're getting a ton of chemical toxic exposure through the food supply so I'm curious, we're talking about toxins. Would you consider that to be one of the most overlooked things when considering our health? Yes, uh, absolutely. I think it's the elephant in the room. People don't see it. They don't feel it. But it's the biggest burden. If I think about 15, 20 years ago when I first started practice, um, when I did integrative or functional consult, it'd be a simple menopause symptoms or a headache or very simple things that were resolved with minimal intervention. Nowadays, there are, are almost no cases that I see that are simple. They're very, very complex, and people are very, very sick. So the level of acuity, the level of illness is way uh, higher than it used to be 10 to 15, even 20 years ago. So nowadays, I think part of that, what I'm seeing, and all of the practitioners, we, we say the same thing, the complexity of the patients is just higher nowadays. And part of that is to toxic burden in the environment, which no one's really talking about. So I'm curious, you know, if we were to define wellness, what does that word mean to you? Yeah, I think more of uh, along the lines of vitality. So not just the absence of disease, but um, waking up in the morning without an alarm, jumping out of bed, having um, enough energy to exercise, and then having enough uh, mental stamina to plan your meat day and to prepare your food and make good choices. Part of the um, toxic load affects the brain. And when the brain is tired, or foggy, we can't make good choices. And it's very, every decision that we make will wear us down. So over the accumulation of decisions throughout the day, by the end of the day, we aren't making good decisions. And part of it is because our brain is toxic and very tired. So vitality, feeling great, great energy with waking up without an alarm. Those are kind of the signs and symptoms of someone who has um, a healthy, vibrant life. And I'm curious, with that being your de definition, what is your hope? Because I can only imagine as patients come to see you, this is probably, a lot of it's probably very new to them. They probably don't look at things in this way. What do you hope that your patients will see as wellness when they come to see you? 
Oh, you, you've got the best questions. Um, this is key because I have to live and practice what I preach. I'm, it's almost like any sort of a, um, a great leader is a first a servant leader and first a leader who actually applies what they're telling other people to do. So every day I make it my goal to lead the most vibrant, healthy life, to make really clean, good choices with food, to exercise you know, at least five days a week and uh, maintain activity and just even maintaining a hopeful, joyful outlook on life. Those things are really critical because if I don't, if I'm not doing these things, I feel like how can I tell someone else to do um, these things? They're not easy, but they're choices that we make every day. And usually, it's a matter of little tiny habits that accumulate and make a lifetime of choices. So it's like the habit of getting up a half hour earlier and um, making time for exercise, or um, on the weekends, the habit of chopping up your vegetables and making them easy to access in the fridge, so that when you're hungry, you don't go for a chocolate bar. You grab cut up carrots and celery and broccoli and cauliflower and, and vegetables. So it's making those choices easy too. So to me, you know, I really think that this is a way better and more empowering way to manage our individual health care. However, it's not always covered by insurance. So how can people see you or get around this so-called loophole and not get discouraged or hopeless? Uh, so uh, another great question, because a lot of patients will think about whether it's organic produce, they'll say, well, I can't afford that, or, you know, whether it's me, well, I can't afford that. And it really is priorities. We can all afford what we want to afford. You know, some people spend uh, a, a two, you know, say 10, 20 bucks on Starbucks every day, and if they would add that up over a three-month period of time, it'd be uh, pretty easy to change that for organic, healthier foods, or uh, that you drive a luxury vehicle, you might put premium gas in that car, but you wouldn't think of uh, putting anything different because you love your car and you take care of it and it's very valuable to you. And I always think, well, if you're doing that for your Corvette or your Lexus or your specialty car, why aren't you doing that for your body? Because your body is thousands of times, in my mind, more valuable than my car. Um, so premium fuels would be those organic, healthy choices of foods. And you can either pay the farmer or you can pay the doctor or the hospital later on, but it's kind of your choice. You can spend a little bit more money up front making good choices on health. You know, I faced this decision when I first moved out here in 2008. <clears throat> I did not have a lot. I had a minimal savings. I was starting a practice. I went into debt. And I remember thinking, you know what? If I have to choose between healthy food and gas for my car, um, I'm going to choose the food and I'm going to go without gas and walk to whatever I need to go to, which is probably be a healthy choice anyway. But these choices every day, I remember thinking deliberately about that choice that I was going to spend money on organic, healthy food and take supplements and spend the money, even if I didn't have a lot of money in other places, because to me, that was a value. So it's really about priorities and values. And most of the time, people who want to make it a priority can find a way. I love that. I, and I think that's such a valuable, valuable analogy. What Dr. Jill was just talking about is the idea of the kind of gas that you put into your car. And, you know, you're right. I think a lot of us do put premium. I do. I put premium. Yeah. I eat <laughs> right. yeah, I know. But I do want to say, you know, I'm fortunate. I do have a Whole Foods just up the road from my house. But I will say this. If you really pay attention to the produce aisle, um, Whole Foods is really good about honoring the seasonal system as far as what's in season. But if you look at things like sweet potatoes, apples, like more of the, the basics, mm -hmm. they're not very expensive. You very can, true. You can get four to six sweet potatoes for like four bucks. That is not expensive when you're talking about your health. So I think it's a matter, like you said, of really putting things in perspective and having those priorities. 
Yeah, and you know, like for 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 here, the farmers market is actually very very affordable, and these are like farmers that have just picked their produce, brought it to the market. It's as fresh and nutrient dense as possible. Some of them are not organic certified, but they do not use chemicals, so you know there's still a better choice than a, a conventional produce. And then if you uh, eat meat and you eat chicken or or um, a cow, you know, beef or any sort of thing like that, you can actually buy. Um, things in bulk and cut them up yourself or do some of the work. So we often pay for convenience, but if you're willing to buy a whole chicken and cut it up yourself or to share with someone uh, a quarter of a cow and actually cut up the different parts of the cow and put it in your freezer, there's ways to do it that are much more affordable. Oh yeah. I don't eat meat now, but when I was a kid, I remember going to the butcher back in the day because my great grandfather yes. was a butcher and that's what we would do. We would buy a whole cow. <laughs> oh, wow. So you really, it's close to home. Yeah. I don't eat near as much meat as I used to and it's much more fish. So what I do is just buy on sale and freeze it. So I love the king salmon, which is like 25 bucks a pound. It's crazy, right? So I'll wait for that to go on sale and then I'll buy it fresh and freeze it and I'll have enough for several months um, when I do it that way. Awesome. I've got a question as far as, you know, I think a lot of people, um, they've gotten accustomed to this allopathic system of, well, I'm just going to take a pill, which is quick, instant gratification. And a lot of people have the idea that functional is more time, more effort, it takes longer. What's your response to that? Well, you alluded to this a little, and I'm glad you brought it up again, because I was going to say something earlier, and it was the idea of, okay, that costs too much, it's not covered by insurance. And you know what we have to change is when people are talking like that, it's kind of a victim mentality. And I hate to call it like it is, but the truth is when we're like, oh, well, I remember 15 years ago when I was in insurance, and I would say, you know, you really need to take vitamin D3, it'll help your immune system. And the patient would say, um, is it covered by my insurance? And I'm like, that's the wrong question, because um, <laughs> what's covered by your insurance will send you to an early death and, and you'll be hospitalized. And those are the kind of things that it covers. It covers uh, acute like trauma, it covered, like say you had a heart attack or a car accident, there would be no better place for you to be than in a conventional U.S. hospital. They do fantastic with trauma and with acute, you know, say a heart attack. But for chronic, insidious things like diabetes, obesity, weight gain, um, just lack of vitality, um, a medicine or a surgery is not going to make you feel more vital, I promise. And so what you need to do is take that mentality of you own your health, you are the driver of this, and you make the choices that are going to get you there. If you just rely on the system, you will not be healthy or vital. I can just promise you that. You may avoid a heart attack and you may avoid you know, um, a broken bone and get it healed, but you're not going to feel vital. So if your listeners want to feel vital, you actually have to own it and decide with your dollars where where, um, how much you value your health and where you're going to put those dollars. And you can still, like I said, you can still make choices that are, that save you money and that, um, are affordable. Um, and you don't have to do everything perfectly. You don't have to buy the most expensive supplements or buy all organic. I often have people use the dirty dozen. This is a list from environmental working group that comes out every year. And basically they will tell you the top 12 foods that are sprayed with pesticides. So if, if um, that's the only thing that you can buy organic, at least you can start somewhere. Mm, I love that idea. And I just want to add, you know, I've got, I'm now in my forties and I have several friends that I went to college with. And one of them I was talking to the other day and I said to her, you know, how are things going? How are you? And she said, my body's falling apart. She said, I'm achy all the time. My, you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot of headaches and I'm just tired all the time. And she's like, you know, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, 
No, I really don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I go to yoga four to five times a week. I eat organic. I, I go out in nature and I walk a lot. I meditate a lot. I do a lot to promote self-care. And I actually, I do have insurance, but it's only for trauma. Everything else I, I take in my own hands. And I think that it's a testament to when you do make it a priority and you take care of yourself, you're not going to have all those really crappy side effects of brain fog, achy joints is another one that I hear about, yep. um, you know, and just having that afternoon slump where, you know, you feel like you have to have a nap. It's like all those things that people have come accustomed to like, oh, well, you know, I guess it's just because I'm old, you know, yes. it doesn't have to be that <laughs> you know, way. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, we should be like skiing, hiking, uh, living life to the fullest until we're 85, 90 years old and then fall dead quickly of a heart attack or die in our sleep. Like that is how our ancestors hundreds of years ago lived their life and they were out and busy and active right up until the time of death. And nowadays we have this very, very slow decline of degeneration that happens around, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. So we have decrease in ability to get around or people are in wheelchairs or they're, um, they can't walk because of knee issues or, or joint issues. So that decline is not normal. And we have normalized it so that people think, oh, this is just how it's going to be. And that's just not true. Um, really simple, practical tip. If you're having joint pain frequently or you're just not feeling vital, one of the most simple things that you could do right away yourself without a doctor is an elimination diet. There's tons of these out here. There's lots of books out there, but the most simple thing is there's top seven foods that often cause problems in my patients. So if you go off these seven foods for 30 days, I can almost guarantee that you'll feel better. And these are gluten, dairy, egg, soy, corn, and sugar. And then I would add alcohols to that for most people. So gluten, dairy, egg, corn, soy, sugar, alcohol. You eliminate those foods for 30 days and I almost guarantee that you're going to feel like a lot better than you do currently. Wow. Well, I encourage everybody to try that. Um, Dr. Jill has to actually get to a patient, so we're going to wrap up here. But I just want to ask really quickly, uh, if somebody is not in your area but would like to uh, see a functional medicine doctor or would, is curious about this and wants to learn more, how do they find a functional medicine doctor in their area? Oh, such a great practical question. So I did write an article because we get so many questions um, on functional doctors and where do I find someone. So if you just look at my website is Jill Carnahan, just my name, J-I-L-L-C-A-R-N-A-H-A-N.com um, and, and search for functional medicine. You will find the blog on how to find a good doctor and it kind of describes the qualities you want to look for. But very simply, I typically refer people to the functional medicine um, website, which is IFM Institute for Functional Medicine.org. So IFM.org and you should buy zip code and find doctors who are trained in functional medicine. Awesome. Dr. Jill, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this quick interview with me today and squeezing in a moment of time to share with my audience about the importance of taking our health into our own hands and empowering us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It was awesome. And I think we got a ton in and uh, we'll have to talk again soon. Man, that was such a good interview, wasn't it? I hope all of you have taken something away from this show. Hopefully you're going to start eliminating some of those seven things that we talked about in the show today. I know that I've eliminated several of them out of my own diet and it has helped tremendously. All right, everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed this show today. 
My name is Amanda Gates, and if you really like the show, I would encourage you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know, uh, you know, subscribe, all that good stuff. It helps us with our ratings with iTunes, makes us look special. We want to feel special. Who doesn't? Uh, Don't forget, if you want to find out how to cultivate your chi, get kind of a jump start on the show that's going to be going up at the end of this month. You can sign up for our newsletter, which is going out next week on the top five ways to cultivate your chi. And as I mentioned, at the end of the month, we will be doing 13 ways to cultivate your chi. And I did it specifically for moms because moms never get a break. And I want to help you out the best way that I can. And also don't forget, I've got a fantastic new mini course. Uh, You can go to the website to learn more about that, but it's uh, going to be a mini course on how to remove negative energy from your home. All right, everyone, I hope that you have enjoyed this show today. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to gatesinteriordesign.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us at letschat at thegatescompany.com. And hey, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.